What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Run Your Mouth podcast, and we've got a stacked episode coming at you. We are back from the living room, maybe doing even three times a week. I like this. Every other day, running through the news topics, getting the segments down, I'm feeling good about Run Your Mouth Enterprises of America. Um, Might as well plug next weekend, I will be in upstate New York at Utica and Boonville, at the uh, uh, Woodland Farms Brewery with my good friend Howie Dewey. You got uh, me and Howie Dewey co-headlining with Andy, opening things up, and then Summer Porch Store is all but done with only three dates left. You got the Arizona, you got the Las Vegas, you got the Tucson, Arizona, and then I'll be off in Europe. I'll be off in Europe. That That's right, I'm a European touring comedian. So if you live out in Europe or you want to go fly over there and come party with me, Dave Smith, Zach Amico, Luis J. Gomez, big things are happening. All right, there. We got all the plugs out of the way. I got my financial commitments to all these breweries and Luis J. Gomez's out of the way. We're done. We've plugged all the dates that need to be plugged, and now we can do a rundown of the news. So why not hop right into the Yo Kratom Conspiracy Corner? The only thing left in the universe that makes sense is that you can still get kilos of Kratom for just $60. Uh, so, the news seems to be absolutely obsessed with uh, letting us know that uh, everything is now aliens. I don't know if you guys saw this video, it was making the rounds on the Twitter, but apparently you had these people out of Dublin, and they're like, we're drunk, we're going to go dig a hole. And so they spend their whole Saturday out at the beach digging themselves a nice big old hole in the ground. I don't know why that's exciting. I don't know how ugly the women are in Ireland and just how boring everything gets that some dudes just go, hey, let's just dig a hole. And can you really get mad at scientists who are like, there's no way that two dumb idiots just decided that they wanted to spend an entire day at the beach digging a hole in the ground. I mean, how can he expect scientists to make predictions about human beings being so stupid that they just want to spend a Saturday afternoon at the beach digging a hole? They're like, the kids couldn't have done this and adults aren't that stupid. That's reasonable to think. But then to jump to, hey, this is the exact rock that came into this hole. And you could tell because of the quality of the rock and the angles on the rocks and the flat, that's when you got a guy who's bullshitting. But God bless the news hopping right on it. You know what it is? There was this movie, very interesting movie. You guys should go watch it. I believe it was called Nightcrawler. And it was with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, and he's out there and he's uh, trying to run himself a little news enterprise of getting footage of inner city black kids going into white people's homes and robbing them. And you know why he wants to get that footage? Because there's a news station and the news station has decided that that's the narrative they want to run with. And so they kind of put out the feelers of, hey, if you can get me things within this storyline, this fear story is, is selling, so go get me some of that footage. And now all of a sudden it seems like every little news agency's got their directives of if you've got anything that's alien related, we'll put this right on air right away. You want to get your stuff produced? You want to get it onto air? It's like back in the news. It's like, dude, if, you, if you're if you a good enough salesperson that you're willing to just lie at the camera and talk about why the Iraq war is a good idea, or you were willing to get out there during COVID and talk about how much we need to boost some children, we'll put you like, hey, doors right open here at Fox News. Or CNN, depending on the topic. If it's pitching war, it's more of like a Fox thing. Unless you're, uh, uh, you know, Tucker Carlson, in which you get kicked off the air. And if it's more of a uh, pitching booster, nine shots, get them another one. Your little baby that just got born into the universe might die of RSV. Then it's more of a CNN thing. But the point is, there's certain talking points. You're, you're, if you're willing to go hard on those talking points, they'll open up the doors for you. And now it just feels like the news stations have gotten their directives. Hey, anything alien related, we're talking about aliens. We are buyers of alien stories. And so here, I got some juicy conspiracies for the uh, Yo Kratom Conspiracy Corner. 
uh, about these uh, these aliens. So I got two theories for you guys. The first is someone gone fucked up. Someone gone fucked up. The Chinese people, they tricked us into shooting down Chinese spy balloons that weren't actually spy balloons. They're actually aliens for another planet. And usually every once in a while you get these aliens. They're actually just hibernating. It's no big deal. And they just happen to drift past Earth. And they, they, we've got intelligence that we know, hey, don't shoot down those aliens because they're just kind of going. But China, what they did was they redirected it. They pretended like it was our China balloon. And then, I mean, their China balloon. So we shot the thing down. And then we're like, ah, fuck. I think we just shot down a bunch of aliens. And now we know that the mothership is coming to collect the aliens that we already shot down. And so what they're starting to do is teasing that the aliens exist so that everyone's ready for when the mothership actually arrives. Or I don't know what we've been doing up in Mars with the rover. Maybe the rover accidentally roved over the wrong thing, woke up some alien. NASA's like, hey, we got about a couple years until this thing actually shows up on Earth. And so they're just letting everybody know. And I've already said this personal conspiracy that it was the mRNA vaccines. They were putting the mRNAs in us just so that our gut biomes or whatever could mash with the aliens. And we wouldn't end up killing each other because they're going to release the aliens. And that's the reason why they needed that mRNAs the whole time. And us, the holdouts, are actually going to be in trouble. But if they just came forward and they said, hey, listen, aliens exist. We're going to release them into the wild. And unless you got this mRNA thing, you're going to die. I'd still probably be like, you know what, I'll take my chance with the aliens. Um... Conspiracy number one. How you guys liking the Yogi Raven Conspiracy Corner? Here's the other one. Apparently, they're claiming one of these aliens was pregnant. That's what they're claiming. They're claiming one of these paper mache science fair, not that well done aliens from Mexico is filled with uh, alien eggs. In which case, can we leave the thing alone? If we don't understand what these creatures are, we don't understand how they operate. Do we really want to be at risk of possibly unleashing alien eggs we have no idea what wakes up the alien eggs maybe putting the thing on television maybe putting the thing in a museum and having some kid knock on the glass if we got no idea what these things are or how they got eggs inside of them and what might get those eggs to spawn just don't have them in box or you know what the box is open now let's just leave it that way forever literally let's get a camera that's on that thing 24 7 leave whatever those things are doing right now walk away walk away, treat it like a fucking nuclear reactor that's going to explode where you dump cement on it, or if you're Japan, you just put it out in the ocean for everyone else to get cancer, but let's not do that with those aliens. What I'm saying is let's dump cement on the entire thing, full containment of the area, and walk away. All right, next conspiracy theory that I got for you guys, courtesy of YoKratom.com, home of the $60 kilo, is thank the FDA as you cough and sniffle your way through winter. I mean, this is incredible. I guess 34 years ago, the FDA goes, hey, you can take these nasal decongestants. It's something propolabalabala. I, I forgot what the word was. But in all of these uh, um, phenylphorin, and you know it's good because they make meth out of it. But apparently, you know, you get a cold. I've taken myself some uh, some cold medicines before. But you know what they're doing is now they're saying that all these cold medicines that we've been taking forever, they don't work. And you know why they're going to do that? It's because they want everyone to have bad colds so that they convince us that COVID's back, and that way they can do mail-in ballots again and get Biden back into office. That's what they're doing here. All of a sudden, the newest variants of the COVID, that Fauci's actually calling up the lab, and he's like, listen, when I ordered, when I ordered this new COVID virus, 
that was supposed to spread a spread a it was supposed to get a little bit worse so that we could keep selling this thing. It's not helping me out here that this thing is working like an actual virus and becoming progressively less deadly in a way that I can't even sell people on wearing masks that don't work. And they go, all right, well, you know what we can do? We can take away basic cold medicine so that people think that the COVIDs are back again, and then they freak out, and then they stay home, and then they got to do the mail-in ballots, which is what makes it easier for the corpse to, 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 actually, uh, to actually vote. It's hard for the corpses to take part in our elections when, uh, you know, everyone's actually showing up to a ballot and pulling themselves a lever and punching an actual thing. Isn't it fun being off YouTube again? Isn't it fun just getting after it thanks to YoKratom.com, home of the $6 kilo? All right, I think I had uh, one more. Nope, that's the end of the conspiracies. Um, but I am raising fun for a stupid stunt budget because this might be my favorite news story that's ever happened. I talked about it at the end of a prior episode, and I'm not done talking about this story because it might be my favorite story that's ever happened in maybe the history of the United States of America. But you got this... Uh, moderately attractive lady and she's basically like every moderately attractive lady that's ever worked in a marketing position which by the way if you're out there and you're a moderately attractive 22 year old or you know people that are in college that are moderately attractive females they got to be females you just got to get them some marketing job at any large corporation they got to come up with one or two stupid ideas a year pretend like they've done something they make a nice paycheck and they move on with their lives that is the cushy middle of america it's these uh relatively attractive younger people in marketing positions that don't have to show results on anything because they're not actual salespeople. And so they, they just have to show up to a couple meetings and go, yeah, yeah, we tried this thing and, you know, make the, oh, and we talked to other people about the KPIs, but they, they, they never, never are they actually tracking performance. So here you got this lady who's in government and she's in charge of this energy initiative. She's got to get out there and she's got to sell us all on this EV thing. The problem is everyone kind of realizes that, you know, well, we don't want to bother with this EV nonsense. We don't want to have to be out on the road worrying about charging stations. There's already enough hassles to life. At least the gas station has gas. Like, it's already annoying enough every single time you got to actually pull off a highway and get gas. Even that's annoying. We, you've all had that moment. We've all played that game where you leave that tank to the last second. You guys play that game with yourself? How far can I get this thing? How much I actually enjoy seeing how much money I can put into my gas tank because that means that that's how close to empty I was. I like living my life on the edge, and I'm sure you people are like that too. You've all had that. Let's get one more stay off. Oh, fuck, I have to actually fill up my car. And now nobody wants to be out on the road trying to figure out where the next place is that they might be able to spend a couple hours refilling their car. You know why they're doing this? It's because the states are so broke, they're hoping that people get stuck at gas stations long enough that they get addicted to, to playing scratch lottery tickets. That's what this is about. I've just solved the entire mysteries. Our states are so broke that what they're trying to do is get everybody stuck at gas stations so that they've got no choice but to drink Bud Lights, which is going to be the only beer that's available at gas stations, and then you're going to be sitting there just spending your whole day drinking Bud Lights doing fucking losing scratch lottery tickets. That's the lifestyle they want us to eat, to live. Eating little Debbie snacks. We're all going to be fucking hobos. We're, we're actually just describing a good afternoon in the world of Rob Bernstein. Couple, couple, uh, I was never a Bud Light guy. But dude, you ever get stuck somewhere on the side of the road? You get up any gas station in America, get yourself some scratch lottery tickets, some beers, and some little Debbie snacks. That's not a bad afternoon. It's not a healthy lifestyle. 
and you you're not going to feel great about it later. You're going to have to keep the, you're going to have to go right from that activity to the bar until sometime it's sleep and then at some point, you know, you wake up the next morning, take some laxatives, try and diarrhea shit out, get yourself a workout in, sweat out some of that anxiety and get back to life. But anyways, I know what they're up to because we're all trying to live normal lives. We're trying to be better human beings. Unless are they going to start putting them pull-up bars by these things so that you can do side of the road workouts? All right. So you got this uh relatively attractive older lady and she's tasked with selling us on hey everyone's gonna work on an electric vehicle and have we sat down and have we done the logistics to make sure that everyone's actually gonna be able to charge their car and stay on the road and it's gonna work the same way as the things that always work this is why old people always complained hey back in my day and you were always like why are you being annoying well because you weren't there back in the day when shit just worked and now you're starting to see it with all the stuff that they're changing on you. Just wait till you're going to be in the airport with your kids. You'll be like, back in my day, when you got on a flight, they actually flew the plane. You wouldn't believe it, but there were actual pilots, and they could staff everybody, and they could charge you a ticket price that reflected the value of the seat, and the plane actually took off. Really, Grandpa? You didn't just sit at the runway and curse Spirit Airlines for the rest of your life? We're living it right now. We're living the exact changes that are taking place where you'll have no choice but to show up everywhere as a miserable curmudgeon going back in my day, right? So anyways, they want to switch us all over to these electric vehicles. They haven't done any of the math. They haven't done any of the math on, hey, do we got enough batteries that we can even pull these things off without being we're totally reliant on China or slave labor and nickel mines? No. Do we have enough charging stations? Do we have enough electricity if people are converting themselves over to these things? Does the math even add up that this reduces carbon as every single time one of these things get into an accident, they're decommissioned and they don't last on the road as long? Has anyone sat down and done any of these logistics? No. But not only have they not done those logistics, the only thing they need to do is pretend like they're having good ideas. That's all they have to do. And they couldn't even figure out the logistics to pretend like the things work. Imagine that. You have a company where your product doesn't even work, and all you have to do is do one demonstration where you pretend like it works, and you're so inept you can't even pull that one off. They're going to be pulling Elizabeth Holmes out of prison. Remember Elizabeth Holmes, the Ther Theranos or whatever uh, the product? She was pretending like they could do something with blood that they couldn't do. They're going to end up pulling her out of jail to just be like, hey, we need an expert on pretending like we can do things because apparently we're so inept. Not only will the electric vehicle thing never work, will the windmills never work, will we never get the energy? We can't even figure out the logistics to create fake propaganda to pretend like it does work. We can't even do that. And so there they are. They plan themselves a road trip where they're like, we're all going to get into our cars. We're going to take our pictures. We're going to showcase for everybody how well these electric vehicles work. And this is how evil government is. They will prioritize their own propaganda above crying children. That if some mom and pop shows up and they actually are living the lifestyle of trying to operate an electric vehicle, if there's a fake propaganda machine out on the road trying to pretend like electric vehicles are just as uh, easy to facilitate as actual cars, well, they'll block those charging stations. And so here's what I need stupid stunt budget money for, is I would like to erect a monument at this exact location to memorialize the site where the energy secretary prioritized their EV propaganda over a crying child. Let's get a nice George, George Floyd-esque monument up at this charging station to remind people about how little they actually care about us and how important their propaganda is and how bad they are at even facilitating better propaganda. They couldn't even pretend 
They couldn't even figure out the logistics to pretend. Like, imagine if you were trying to pretend like a car ran off of water. Because you were going to make billions of dollars showcasing this car that ran off of water. And you just need one demonstration that you get to control all the optics for of showcasing your water-based vehicle. You wouldn't figure out how to get some fancy jug and a tube going into the machine. Imagine if I gave you endless budget to pretend at one single demonstration that your water-based vehicle ran. You wouldn't be able to place a phone call to a single musician. Hello there, Mr. Blaine. Can you help me pretend like this water-based car is actually running? It's, yeah, it's going to be electric. We're going to charge it beforehand, but we just have to make it look like we're processing water. It only needs to look like it once, and it doesn't have to actually work. And if we can do that, we'll stand to make a lot of money. You can't even figure out the demonstration. What a bunch of losers. If you guys are out there, you got some wealthy uncles that want to contribute to my stupid stunt budget, I might start the Robbie the Fire stupid stunt budget.com. Get some donations going, and then every once in a while, if there's enough money in the stupid stunt budget, we'll start uh, pulling off some stupid fun, uh, some stupid st stunts. All right, next topic, and uh, this is the beauty of not being on YouTube, deciding, hey, my career will always be in people's backyards. Uh, but there's, uh, we're, we're, I'm going to use this term once so that everyone knows the coding, and then we're going to move on from it. And the coding is JFC. And what JFC stands for, depending on your own interpretation, it's either Jew fairy cunt or it's a Jew fag cunt. It's one or the other. It, you, you, can, you, can you can take your pick. We're going to just, we're stating it once and we're moving on. And there's one particular behavior that is a JFC and everyone needs to be aware of it because it's the most despicable thing that exists and it's exactly what we need to wipe off the face of the universe. But I saw a video this morning on, uh, on Twitter, a bunch of people. They're blocking, I think, a government worker from going into work, which, you know, all right, well, how important was that lady's job anyways? What, is she uh, working on this uh, commission to pretend like electric vehicles, the, the, the propaganda can happen? You know, so if you're going to block people from showing up to work, a uh, government official, they're probably not doing much for us anyways. But here you got a guy blocking a lady from coming into work, putting up her hands going, you can't push me, you're not allowed to push me, you can't push me, and that's the fucking weasel behavior I'm talking about. When you're, when you're doing something that's aggressive, that forces someone to react and go, how can you do that reaction? You're being violent towards me. You're not allowed to do that. It's sitting in the road, blocking the road and going, you can't run into me. I'm sitting in the road. That, that's JFC behavior. Well, I don't need to say it again. Jew fairy cunt behavior. And so that, that, that's, that, that's going to be the new noble call of the Run Your Mouth podcast is uh, if you see it, I'll start a new email address. I'm not actually. Robsnewsroom at gmail.com because we're going to be out here uh, highlighting JFC behavior because hopefully if we can uh, shine a light on it, we can get rid of it because it's the most annoying thing in the entire world. It's the person who would stir trouble with you in, in kindergarten and then go tattle to the teacher. And yet we seem to just be like, we, there just seems to be more and more of it and it becomes more and more embraced. All right, moving on. Federal judge again declares that DACA is illegal with issue likely to be uh, decided by the Supreme Court. So now you've got the deferred action child something is illegal, but you don't have to worry because uh, the new policy is that we just let everyone in and most of them aren't registered anymore. What we do is we tell them, hey, you got to show up on this specific court date and then we go wink, wink, you know, wink, wink, just don't show up and you'll be okay. 
And then we tell them, hey, if you just show up to New York City, they're cutting budget for the rest of this stuff so that your kids can go to public school. So, you know, the DACA, that, that's outdated. That was when we had some level of border security and we actually registered the people coming in. Now we just send them to New York for free public school. So do uh, you, th- you think we're concerned that DACA is, uh, is illegal? I've yelled about this before and I'll yell about it again. This is the biggest problem in our country. It's that government gets to come around and go, you know what? We're starting this new thing. We're uh, kids. They can just stay in the country. We'll, we'll create the Dreamers Act. We'll create the this. We'll create the that. And here's the point. Government, they can break all the laws that they want. It takes 10 years before someone makes the decision that they broke the law. They just find a new way to do an executive order to repackage the exact thing that they were trying to do before that was just stated that it was illegal. And then nobody's ever in trouble. Here should be at a minimum because it's not just no one's in trouble. They get to spend our money to impose illegal programs or things that are against our interest upon us and then when it gets overrun by another branch of government that we're paying for they get to spend more money to defend their thing that was illegal and stripping us of our rights how does that make sense how does it make sense that government can engage in a illegal behavior and spend our money to defend them engaging in illegal like how does that make sense it should start coming out of the pocket of who, like, if you if you engage in illegal behavior, at some point, the legal bill should come out of your pocket for defending your own illegal behavior, even if you're in government. And I guess maybe that's different than everything I was saying with Donald Trump, where they're like, apparently, if you're president, you can't do anything illegal. And then the government's got to foot all the bill. And then they tried to say, well, this is not part of course of office. So maybe I'm saying cross the board. That's a dumb policy. If you engage in illegal behavior, maybe up front the government's got to defend it, but once a court labels it as being illegal behavior, then you should be responsible for your own court bill. Because otherwise, what incentive do you have other than at all points in time to maximize your power and authority grab, do everything by executive order, let it take years until people unwind the fact that you weren't allowed to do the executive order, then you just repackage it a new way, you just do it by new executive order, it always takes a year for them to unwind it, and then there's no penalty. Why wouldn't at every point in time you impose what maximum amount of authority and just leave it to other people? Go, hey, you're not allowed to do that. And you go, cool, it's four years after I got what I was looking for anyways. Oh, yeah, and here's the exact same rule, just from a different department with a new name. All right, this is from uh, the AP. The states have claimed they incurred hundreds of millions of dollars in healthcare, education, and other costs when immigrants are allowed to remain in the country illegally. The states that sued are Texas, Alabama, Arkansas, Louisiana, Nebraska, South Carolina, West Virginia, Kansas, and Mississippi. Those defending the program, the federal government, uh, I guess the federal government's the ones that are defending the program, exactly what I was talking about, that, you know, we're paying for the bill to fight ourselves on the thing that we don't want. (laughs) It's kind of silly when you put it that way. You and I are footing the bill to defend programs that are illegal and we don't want. All right, the federal government, the Mexican-American Legal Defense, and the Educational Fund and the state of New Jersey had argued that states failed to present evidence that any of the costs they allege they have incurred have been tied to DACA recipients. Wouldn't that be very easy to prove? Hey, here's the following people in our schools. Here's the following social services. You're telling me that the other governments were actually so inept that they couldn't even just prove the damages of here's the things that we're paying for for the kids that are illegal? Or is that just the biggest bullshit claim? I don't know. I guess on both sides of this, we're dealing with government. So either side, it could be that government's so inept that they can't prove what would be 
obvious damages, or I guess it would be... It's also a weird thing, so you get to... It, it, it shouldn't be... Dan it's like, if something's a law, and you're breaking the law, I don't know why you gotta prove damages. It should just be like, what, what you're doing is illegal. It's like squatting on someone's land. And then you go, I understand that there's squatter's law, but let's say I notice that you're squatting on my land within the first day of you doing it. And you go, well, you're not using that land. Can you prove damages? Yeah, I don't want you on my fucking land. They also argued Congress has given the Department of Homeland Security the legal authority to set immigration enforcement policies. Oh, look at that. Look at the number. There were 578,680 people enrolled in DACA at the end of March, according to U.S. citizen. So what? just do the math. What's the cost of 578,000 kids in public school? I think the public school, we on average, is like 12,000 a year. Who's good at math in their head? That's not a small number. All right, this one's fun. This one's fun. We're going after the AP today. Oh, did this one? You, th you thought I was getting hyped up and my blood was boiling on these other topics? You just wait till we get into this topic. Uh, but before we do, why not plug YoDelta.com? You get yourself all sorts of... You want to not be all fucking mad and yelly and shit. Just get high. That's what you can do. Um, if you're over the age of 21 living in states where Delta A products are illegal, you go to yourself to YoDelta.com. Use promo code RYM. You get yourself 20% off. They got incredible vape pens, gummies, the works. Enjoy yourself. Okay. AP, there's no sign of widespread COVID-19 mandates in the U.S. Republicans are warning of them anyway. I got to read that again. There's no sign of widespread COVID-19 mandates. You know why there's no widespread sign? It's because we're yelling about it. If we weren't yelling about it, or if it was popular, you guys would go ahead and do it. That's the way that the, you, you, everyone needs to realize that's the way the system actually works. They will abuse us as much as we allow them to. But when, like, that's, they don't just do it. They're always testing the water. They're always increasing the heat, and then they realize, oh, that's too far. Oh, having a ministry of truth who, who, who sings stupid fucking nursery rhymes, that was too much. Oh, apparently we've kept people in their houses too long. We better let them out. They're starting to get pissed off at us. That's what they do. They're always testing. They'll always go for more if they can until they can't. In this case, they started testing the waters a little bit. That's what they're doing. They're like, hey, we might have to bring back the mask. We might have to. And then everyone's like, if you guys try that shit. And they go, oh, we would never do that. We weren't even thinking about doing that. We weren't even thinking about doing the man. Well, for one, two years ago, you guys did a lot of that. And so, yeah, if people are promising to me that you're not going to do that, we might vote for them because that's what we're looking for. And then, of course, they come around the second after they retire. We weren't thinking about raising the water. Why are you yelling about raising the water? We would never raise water temperature here. There's no sign of widespread COVID-19 mandates in the U.S. Republicans are warning them anyways. As if, like, imagine if Republicans just didn't. There was no Republicans. This was entirely Democrats. It was entirely up to them. You don't think they would be trying to ramp up this shit a little bit? the second they get busted they're just like oh no we were never trying to do it we were never no one ever would think of that if there's enough outrage over it we all know what you were doing giant green delivery e-bikes planned for new york city dot will kill cyclists while crowding bike lanes riders warm when i was in new york city i rode the bike lane every day it's actually one of the few things i enjoy i, I felt like batman late at night i used to like that it's i it's the one thing i miss about being in new york city is being drunk Late at night, 10 p.m., being up in that bike lane, darting around and doing spots. It's the only thing that I miss about New York. Everything else I didn't like. The one thing I liked was that at 9 p.m., I could leave my apartment, get on my bike, zero traffic, get myself to a comedy club, get myself to an open mic. And, you know, it wasn't 20 hours of New York City traffic and yelling at my car and punching the roof. It was an easy and simple operation. But the bike lane, even while I was in New York City, slowly got more and more aggressive 
um, and you started getting people on their scooters going the wrong way. You started getting Amazon doing deliveries, shoving things on the back, and then you got this, which is a way to go on big business. And by the way, here's the thing about New York City life. Whatever mode of transportation you're using, you hate everybody else. If I'm in my car, I hate the guy on the bicycle. If I'm trying to make a left turn and I got to wait for the bicycle people, I hate that bicycle person. If I'm on my bike and someone's trying to turn into the lane, I hate that guy that's in his car. I couldn't hate that guy who's in a car more. If I'm walking and people are trying to turn into me, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Hey, I'm walking here. But on the same note, if I'm in the car and I can't break through and the thing's about to turn red and I'm, I'm about to get a picture of my fucking license plate and I'm going to get a bill in the mail, furious about that also. It's competition out there in New York City. Ain't enough resources for all of us. But this is incredible. I mean, what kind of lobbying went into, hey, we're just going to put a full-size vehicle into the bike lane. We're going to park it here while I'm making deliveries. Eh, it seems, uh, you know what? Full body suit collision course into these things. How much can we sue UPS for? If you're out there, get 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 start practicing for your slip and falls. UPS truck madness hitting into them. Uh, as a warning to our viewers, we do not uh, endorse driving drunk in bike lanes that you can get in fact get a DUI for that and no one here's ever done that it was for comedy reasons you shouldn't do those things and as an additional legal disclaimer please do not actually sacrifice your body and throw it into UPS trucks in an effort to sue them as you might not win that lawsuit and might suffer serious legal repercussions there you go it's nice to have a lawyer on staff who, uh, right after you say something completely retarded, can. And we also don't uh, endorse the the usage of words that were used earlier in the episode. All right, let's take a break uh, from all of this news and information to actually make quality improvements to our lives. Which, by the way, if you want to make a quick quality improvement to your life, you know what you do? You get yourself some sheathunderwear.com. Use promo code RYM. You get yourself 20% off the greatest underwear that's ever graced the balls of man. And we've got a stacked episode later. I got a quick rundown of some of the biggest topics going on in the news over the last two days. And then I also have um, a little bit of salad for you guys of some stacks, uh, some stats and figures on important information that I think you'll appreciate. But before we do that, we do like to do a monthly segment with none other than Bobby the Bank giving us some business tips, letting us know how we can get our life together. What, are you just finishing a marathon or something, buddy? What? What are you talking about? I'm doing my, my exercise routine. I'm like... Uh, or are you on a bike right now? I'm on an arc machine. Here, I'll pretend like I'm working out too. <laughs> This is what Mark Cuban used to do during interviews. It's, it's uh, multitasking. So I'm working out while I'm talking to you. So I'm getting more stuff done. And it's efficient. Yeah, I should always do two things at the same time. Makes me feel better about my life. Exactly. You know what? Maybe I'll start eating during every podcast. That way it's like I'm eating meals and I'm podcasting. What, what's the exercise machine that you're on? It's like an elliptical machine slash stair climber slash jogger. That's fun. I did I did legs yesterday, so I'm actually I'm feeling this right now. I've been I've been going hard with my sandbag. Nice. I've been hitting the bag. You've been my... hitting the bag. I hit the bag the other day. I felt good with it. Get my rounds in. I was gonna pitch Lewis the worst but best idea for uh for the chaotic fights that they got planned at uh at Skankfest. Um, yeah. And they already have some good ones for you, but I was gonna pitch the uh, body shot um laxative shit your pants off where 
The two fighters take laxative, and then it's body shots only until someone shits themselves. <laughs> but I'm not even going to pitch it because I feel like I might end up in that event, and I have no interest in it. You and I could do, like, a WWE wrestling. Like, we could choreograph some kind of routine. and then I could... a, a sheath off? I don't know how comfortable I feel of being out in public in my sheaths. Yeah, you got to get a little fluffer. Yeah, or someone else's wiener. You just get a packer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You get one of those uh one of those uh nice prosthetic wieners that they use on uh on dress sets. I gotta get up the other uh I have an additional green screen thing over there. And I took it yeah. down because I was starting to feel a little bit too claustrophobic in my apartment, but I gotta get it back up. You can do it. Also gotta I also gotta change the background. What big improvements coming. Bobby the bank, right. you're here. You've been having a good summer, been slinging the underwears, improving people's lives, offering protection from their nuts, better better underwear for better hot environments. But yeah. uh, you and I were talking. You said you, you've been uh, you've been uh, um, getting yourself motivated. I felt like that was a good business tip. Yeah, motivation. How am I doing that? What do you what what, am I, what did I say? I don't recall. You said you you hired a guy who gives you uh like a weekly yes. uh some weekly motivational tips. Yeah, his name is Dan Prado. He was on my podcast a few episodes back, and he's a he coaches uh, fighters like Clay Guida from the UFC, and he's like a sports psychologist coach, but also a business coach. He's a former boxer himself, but yeah, he's just a little fireball. And he's, I, I took a call with him on Wednesday. I've been doing it once a week. He calls me, gives me a little pep talk. He's always hyping me up, and he wants me to be a, a coach, like a, a motivational speaking coach also. And I want to also for my team, for anyone around me, for my podcast. And he just calls me and motivates me. But I don't know if any, everyone can afford to hire someone to call them once a week and give them a pep talk but if you can it goes a long way because it it's like it comes through me and then i get that good positive energy and kind of push that out to my team and ever since i started with him coincidentally or not our sales have been up product productivity just the overall. So give us give uh, us some of the magic juice. What are some of the uh, motivational tips that uh, this David Goggins type character gives uh, gives to you? I was born to toast, to make toasts to greatness. Or you know, I was born to be great, but I was also born to make toasts of success. You know, that was one of the things he said yesterday, and I thought that was pretty cool because I don't know. That's. Okay one little it's not thing the most motivating thing i've ever heard i feel like most people have figured out how to make toast in their lives you know what i mean i know but you don't really make them unless they're genuine and i you need to be successful and you got to visualize yourself oh, in a i'm setting. such a analytical uh literal idiot i thought you meant literally like going into your kitchen and making toast like <laughs> And I was like, that doesn't seem like that hard of a task that you would need a motivational speaker to help you on a toast making journey. You got um, this. You just got to pull down that lever and set it to five. You can do this, Bobby. Don't burn it. Don't burn the toast, <laughs> Robbie. The fire. Everything you touch burns up. Uh, here, I have a. I do 
have a little segue, slight segue. I'm going to Vegas this weekend. I already told you, but I want to tell your audience. I got invited personally by the UFC to come as a potential sponsor. They're going to yeah, give me uh, floor seats. I'll be right by the cage. I'll be witnessing Shevchenko versus Alexa Grasso fighting for That's the belt. Fun. And yeah, I'm going. So like, it's all like coming to fruition. You've set these intentions. You put yourself in a good positive energy state. And then the universe kind of corresponds with that energy and builds off of it. It's a little bit woo-woo, but I believe that positive energy brings positive energy, you know, and it's just like it compounds on itself. And I've been in a positive state. And we've been wanting the UFC. I put Dana White on my vision board, and now we're – I'm going to be possibly meeting with him this weekend, probably some of his goons, but it's very exciting. Exciting. Hell yeah. Um, All right. So let's, uh, let's plug it out. You use promo code RYM. You get yourself 20% off the greatest underwear that's ever graced the balls of man. Robert, I do have a question for you. Yes. One of my favorite sheath products is the long John underwear. It's been sold out in medium for a while. I've checked the website. I've been looking to place an order this winter. Do you think we might restock on that guy? That's right. They will be in and within the month, I would say. They're All already right. like docking in LA. Let me know when that's off the boat. I will be the first person to place an order. Okay. And real quick also, just create like a morning routine for yourself. Get up, meditate work out, drink water, ex- exercise, and get yourself in that good energy and so that you you know you start your day off right. And uh, that's a that's my tip for the day. It's like start your day off right. Get And you know what the best way to start your day off right is, Robert? You tell me. It's you wait in bed until 11 a.m. when I go live and you start your day with run your mouth and you get fueled. You want to talk about energy and motivation. It's once I get in the zone and I fucking download this information to people's brains and then yes. they, they they got thoughts turning all day. They got conspiracies going. They're skeptical. They got business ideas. So I think Robert's business tip to you is don't wake up till 11 a.m. and only wake up on Mondays and Wednesdays when I go live. <laughs> that was a good interpretation of what I was saying. Excellent. All right. Pleasure to see you. Can't wait to hang out at Skankfest. We'll do it big, my friend. Chiefunderwear.com, everybody. Love you all. See you next time. All right. Enjoy the workout. Thank you. That was Bobby the Bank. Going to be over at the UFC's, possibly becoming a UFC sponsor. Cool as all hell. All right. Next topic. What do we got lined up here? We got a loaded episode. And the next thing will be our quicks. So these were uh, the, the, the quicks are the big things that are going on in the news that I haven't fully delved into. So I'll just give you a quick snapshot reactions. Maybe once we get the producer, we'll, we'll actually make that a goofy little sound thing. All right. First is Hunter Biden gun charge. So, you know, that plea deal fell apart. Then they got this special prosecutor guy who seemed to be the person who wink, wink, nod, nodded, told the Biden team, hey, they might be going to look at that facility down the line. Uh, This whole thing looks like some shady business dealings where who cares about the gun charge? Who cares? Fine. The guy had a gun while he was on drugs. I guess he didn't kill anyone. No harm, no foul. What we want to know is what kind of money's been coming in and what kind of favors was it paying for? 
That's what we all actually care about. The the Hunter to Joe Biden relationship. Is he actually just the coolest person of all time that he's just that good at peddling influence? Because if so, you want to talk about motivation, start having Hunter Biden teaching Gordon Gecko S sales classes of here's how to sell bullshit that you actually have no control or influence over. Tell me you won't go buy that book. The Hunter Biden book on selling stupid horse shit that doesn't exist in the universe that you can afford more crack cocaine. You telling me that that wouldn't be the number one bestseller of all time? And then how great would it be if on the inside he just goes, I've just been taking crack and winging it. So this book is just proof that if you just wing it and, and uh, some people will be buyers. All right. Next is climate appears to be more difficult for Joe Biden and Donald Trump. And what I mean by that is they seem to be gunning for Joe Biden. All of a sudden, he's taking tough questions from people at the NPRs going, hey, what's the deal? You know, you were you were warned about the fact that this seemed I, I had no idea. I just did a Bill Clinton. But, you know, and then all of a sudden you got CNN doing articles about look at how often the guy lies. And yeah, he always lied. What do you think the situation changed? Maybe took it a little bit too far with this uh, Twin Towers thing of, hey, I was there on the day that it happened when we all know he wasn't. But now all of a sudden they seem to be asking him a bit of the, the prying questions and uh, they seem to be showcasing, look at this guy lying all of the time. On the same note, Donald Trump had an interview with uh, Megyn Kelly and she was asking him some of the tough questions of, hey, why is it that you were promoting Fauci? And Donald Trump being... I don't get enough credit, the things I did for everybody in terms of saving 100 million people from COVID. Doesn't look that good. Doesn't He's trying to claim credit for the COVID thing like the vaccine was still a good idea. Doesn't seem like a win to me. Um, all right, robsnewsroom at gmail.com if you're out there and you got the scoop on the giant volcano that they're claiming was full of lithium. I'm curious to know what the actual storyline is there. Are we ever actually going to pull this lithium out of the ground? Is there enough for all these electric vehicles that they want? Are they just claiming that they have it to try and put more pressure on Putin or something? I don't know. I'm curious to know if that was uh, just some bullshit article. Because I didn't see any of like the interesting forensic stuff of here's how they tested it. Here's how they discovered it. All the little facts that would make for a better story that you're like, this doesn't look like some bullshit alien nonsense. Um, so I'm curious if you guys have got the scoop on whether or not that actually exists and whether or not we'll actually be able to make use of any of that lithium. I am curious. Next, you got these union strikes. Apparently this is the biggest union strike of all time. Normally just one union will strike or another union will strike. Well, I guess it's always the United Auto Workers Union, but it will be like the Ford people strike or the General Motors people strike. Now they're all striking at the same time. Gut shot, quick reaction. Just seems like people are getting greedy. Looks like it looks like we're we're headed for the real deal hyperinflation, where uh, they're looking at that UPS deal and they're like, why the fuck are these drivers making one hundred seventy five thousand dollars a year? And so all of a sudden, everyone's gonna have to start making one hundred seventy five thousand dollars a year, and all prices are gonna go to bonker bonker land, where uh, you know it'll be somewhat fun because you'll be making two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. You'd be like, holy shit, dude! I never thought I'd live to my dreams of making two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. And then you're gonna find out that that was, you know, just still too poor for a vacation. You're booking Spirit Airlines flights that never take off, and uh, you're cooking more meals at home. Uh, to find out that the that for what what restaurant pricing was uh, two weeks ago. Um, all right, next quick one. But I'm curious to see how the union strike plays out. I just don't understand it with the amount of manufacturing that has been sent abroad, and it seems like 
you actually still have a good union. Like, dude, the pension plans have always been a bene- like a lie. You, you think the people even currently retiring? You think the people retiring 10 years from now, those pensions actually have enough money in it? Talk about like the logistics of just doing math of what are the profit margins on these cars? What's our growth? And how is it that these pension plans are going to have this much money to pay out people in the future? It's like a big old social security scam. Uh, I'm enjoying them pitching the annual COVID shots because that's what it always was. When I was over here telling you that, hey, this thing's never going to work for future variants, and that was conspiracy, remember, that's the way that this thing was always going to work. And you don't have to be worried about us rolling out vaccines uh, behind the mutations like we've done for the last two years because we just go with the current strand, and that's never worked before, but it will start working now. But there you go. That's the way it was always supposed to work, was the vaccine for what the uh, current strand is put in your arm by the time the thing mutates. And that that's a working system. And by the way, it's the antibodies. That's the thing that helps. All right. And then just another quick one. I enjoyed this little tweet from uh, our noble leader, Joe Biden, going, it's time billionaires paid at least a 25% minimum tax. Why don't you have a better or more specific? Why is it at least 25%? It's time billionaires paid at least. Is there a more optimal number? And you're the guy in charge. Why can't you at least get them to the more optimal number? Well, what exactly do you think is the number that the billionaires should be paying? And why is it that you can't figure out legislation to get that money from the billionaires? It, it, it's time they a little more to get to this thing. Maybe. All right. And now some salad which uh, we're going to breeze through these three articles really quick. They are both from the Wall Street Journal opinion section. Uh, but I always kind of appreciate when you, you get some some real numbers on some of these things. So we've got real numbers here on why this EV thing is such nonsense. And uh, the short on it is that where are we sourcing the materials from in addition to demand going up? Although now that I say that, that's also the opposite of... Typically speaking, I find, uh, like, there's an interesting thing in economics. I take this from George Reisman. It's something I've talked about before on the show. But when it comes to money, you can save money. And then having, like, the additional money in the capital, you know, you, you can spend it down the line. And uh, that works well. It seems that consuming, like, the earth uh, for the sake of environmental growth is actually a winning strategy because the environmental gro- the economic growth is what fuels future innovation or it fuel it fuels the future uh, ability to figure out how to use less of what we used from the earth so it's like consuming earth for economic growth creates new technologies that will make it that you don't need to consume the earth in the way that you were previously so it's like you don't want to save earth you want to spend Earth because spending Earth and converting Earth to economic growth will actually save Earth down the line. Weird way of thinking about it. So, you know, with that said, maybe the same thing would be true in actual free markets for electric vehicles, that if there was actual demand for it and it was actually the best technology and we used it in a way that it created economic growth, it wouldn't be an issue because you wouldn't have to be concerned with the scarcity of the items because the economic growth of using the items would lead us to the new technological improvements or the ability to use less of those items to satisfy the current needs. I don't know if that made sense to you guys. But anyways, uh, since we don't live in honest markets, 
and EVs are not currently the most efficient or the best usage of things, I guess you would run in, into problems of uh, that if there's not enough supply to meet demand and you're going to artificially boost demand by mandating the requirements to use these items, you're going to have a problem. All right, so with all of that said, and I don't know if any of it made sense, I don't even know if any of it was true. But like I said, we're in the salad section. No one likes salad. <laughs> Congo has 43% of the world's cobalt deposits. Argentina, 34% of lithium. Chile, 30% of copper. And Indonesia, 19% of nickel. According to data from S&P Global, all exceeding Saudi Arabia's 12% share of global oil production and Russia's 16% share of natural gas output. For all four minerals, the five largest countries have more than half of global deposits. With oil and gas, the top five control less than half the S&P figures show. So if you think about the geopolitics of the relationship we had with Saudi Arabia, and then you think about going away from oil and needing these very specific materials for electric vehicles, what does the geopolitics look like when single regions control this much uh, percentage of the material? Let's continue. Downstream production is even more concentrated. China refines 70% of the world's cobalt, 65% of lithium, and 42% of copper, far exceeding the share of oil output by the organization of the petroleum exporting countries. Western governments once welcomed China's willingness to do this dirty work. Not anymore. A new Cold War is emerging between China and Russia on one side and the U.S. allies on the other, and both blocs are weaponizing that interdependence. When Russia invaded Ukraine, the West kicked out, out uh, kicked it out of the global banking system and cut off supplies of vital inputs and services, Russian terms slash gas supplies to Western Europe. Meanwhile, the U.S. restricted China's access to key semiconductor technologies. No one weaponizes interdependence more than China. It regularly bars imports and exports with countries that cross it politically and discriminates against foreign companies. In July, it said it would restrict export of two minerals vital for semiconductors, missile systems, and solar cells. The U.S. is scrambling to limit its vulnerability. The Inflation Reduction Act showers subsidies on electric vehicles, batteries, and renewable energy, providing the minerals involved came from U.S. or countries with which it has a free trade agreement and don't come from China. But as S&P Global points out, there are problems with this strategy. First, demand for these minerals is already skyrocketing, and the law will increase that demand by 12% to 15% by 2035. U.S. consumption of nickel, cobalt, and lithium genome will grow two to three-fold by 2035. It projects consumption of copper will double. Let's read one more paragraph of this. Um, the S&P concludes, will make the U.S. ever more reliant on imports that will be hard to source from free trade partners. And without China, for example, in 2035, non-free trade partners will account for 90% of global cobalt production, most of it in Congo, which exports 70% of its production to China. These minerals aren't in short supply. The U.S. blah, blah, blah. Basically that uh, we've got plenty of this shit, but we never permit quickly enough to actually utilize any of it. Uh, and apparently I had another three paragraphs on this, but I've had enough. You guys get the point. All right. Now, here was another interesting article. A little bit of salad here. Every time you hear the Biden administration being out there trying to let you know that, hey, everything's OK. I've done more for people than anyone ever. Things, Everything's cheaper and better. Gas is better. You eat more food. Everyone loves it. So this is from the Wall Street Journal. 
challenging the claim that the Inflation Reduction Act and all this other nonsense from the Biden administration is actually working. Mr. Biden is trying to avoid the real story, which is that the Census Bureau says medium household income adjusted for inflation fell last year by 1,750 to 74,580. It is down 3,670 from 2019. Households in the fourth income quintile, those making 94,000 to 150,000, lost 4,600 in 2022 and 6,700 since 2019. Middle class Americans who think they're losing around ground are right. The reason is that inflation has outpaced those earnings growth from the work. Real medium earnings for full-time workers fell last year, 3620 for men and 2880 for women. All right, you guys can read the rest of this in your own time. I do realize while I read these out loud, it's like they could be kind of cherry-picking their stats as well. Um, all right, but that is our episode. Thank you for hanging out with us. We will be back on Monday with another episode. I believe I will be having uh, Dr. Jacob from Premier Pharma on uh, because there was this article about insurance companies jacking up uh like the costs on generic medications and i always find there there's an interesting scam with the insurance companies that they don't seem to be working in your best interest in terms of you being the client and them trying to i i guess you you being the client and them negotiating on your half for better prices it seems like sometimes they've created a bit of a scam where they try and get higher prices so that they can pretend like they're saving you more money than they actually are. I've even had at CVS where they look at your insurance card and they're like, yeah, if you don't use that, this will actually be cheaper. And you're like, well, how does that make sense? They're like, I can't explain it to you. I'm just trying to be a nice pharmacist. And I decided to look this up without your insurance card and it's actually cheaper without it. And you're like, uh, that's not helpful. I mean, you're helping me, but that's not helpful to know that apparently my insurance company is working against me. Uh, that's one. Two is, I'm curious to know what the story is with the uh, with all these cold medications. Should you and I be stocking up? Should you stock up for like the next 30 years? You start telling your neighbors, someone gets a cold, you're like, dude, I still got a fucking supply of this shit. Is this going to be like when we used to heard about whatever uh, that sleep medication is that they were taking a wolf of Wall Street, the, the lubes, the ludes? And you're like, where the fuck did I get my hands on one of those? That looks like it was a fun fucking drug. I actually know a guy who I got back coffee from. He said back in the day, he used to sprinkle that shit on some weed and smoke it. Not that I need more drugs in my life. Not that I even do that many. I'm like an old man. It's like I have access to everything. I never do anything. I'm a single person. I could do whatever any night. I'm on the road every week, and I never do anything because I'm a big old bore, nervous about trying to wake up in the episode, focus enough to read the newspaper and talk about this shit. And yet here I am pretending like if someone found ludes, I think I would try it. It would. I'd be curious. The point I'm trying to make... Is this shit that they're pulling off the shelves, is it actually great and now they're getting rid of it for some weird reason that they got some new cold medications running out? They want to run through a doctor, charge you more money for it. Are they trying to pretend like COVID's going to be worse? They want to get rid of all the cold medication? Or did we spend the last year being scammed and now all of a sudden the FDA wants to let us know, all right, we're done scanning you or scamming you? Or do they actually know that this shit is causing a problem in people? You know, the cancer, it's not the microplastics, it's not the mRNAs, it's actually this random fucking cold medication, so let's just get it off the shelves while we can. All that on next week's episode. How good of a tease was that? All right, that's our episode. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, live dates at RobbieTheFire.com. Thanks to all the sponsors. YoCreatum.com, home of the $60 kilo. YoDelta.com, get yourself some gummies. 20% off, promo code RYM. SheathUnderwear.com, RYM, 20% off, and then Premier Pharma. Here next week on Monday with some information for you all. Have a great day.